Welcome in to the CHGO Bedard postgame show powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Thanks for being with us here on this party postgame show. The uh, post-holiday schedule is here, and the Hawks take the first game, beating the Jets 2-1 to one in overtime in a game they had no business at all Nah, winning. never never a doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah, never a never doubt. Never a doubt when you got Connor <laughs> Bedard. <laughs> I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi, who just finished running laps around Woo. the uh, studio when Bedard scored. He ran more after Bedard scored than I've run in the last five years, I think. That's probably accurate. What happened? I blacked um, out. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you smash that like button on the YouTube page for us. Let's get a lot of likes on this one. Come on. Oh, yeah. We got 58 likes. I know we got more than 58 of you watching. Get in the habit. We have 240 watching Yeah, 240. Right. Yeah, make go. it make sense. Smash that Bang. like button, please. And while you're smash here, it. subscribe. Hammer it. Then when it's over, go to your favorite podcast app and relive the fun and listen again and again mm-hmm. and again. Put it on repeat and make sure you're following your subscribe wherever you get your pods. Uh, boy, there's a lot to get to in this one. Uh, <sighs> if you go to Money Puck, which is a fun site to use for hockey fans, they have a deserve to win o meter. That's always fun. The Hawks had a 15% uh, deserve to win o meter. <laughs> I'm surprised game. it was that high. But guess what? Peter Mrazek, before we get to Bedard, who's Oof. the number one star of the game, and rightfully so, Peter effing Mrazek, man. Have yourself a game. He kept this game competitive the first period hawks outshot 13 to 5 by the way three of those shots came on Connor bedard's goal <laughs> yeah all in one sequence it was one play that had three shots well, in the first period it was what 10 to nothing with five right before bedard's goal it was 10 to nothing yeah and then second period 14 to 7 shots on goal and then the hawks with the edge in the third 12 to yeah. 9 uh look i'm not going to say this was a bad effort it was a solid effort it was a overmatched team but you had the best player on the ice for either team be the difference in this game. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, after the Hawks crapped themselves on a three-on-one for oh, the second God. time in the game, Bedard <laughs> said, F this, I'm going to go win it on my own, and he did. What a sequence in that game, and what a sequence in this office. <laughs> we're, so we're watching it here at the uh, – we're watching the third period here at the, at the CHGO uh, headquarters, and uh, – the the play happens in slow motion. The two Canuck, cl- uh, not Canucks, uh, Jets. two Jets clowns, whatever Canadian team they were playing, <laughs> n- bump into each other, fall on top of each other. It was just a, a clown car of, of uh, mishaps. The Hawks go the other way, three on one. They're not even out of their own zone, and you go, they're going to blow this. <laughs> I knew they were going to blow it. It's too and many, too much thinking, sure, too much time to think. Sure as shit. I think it w- <laughs> who was it, Radish, Beauvillier, and, and, and uh, Korchinski? Yeah. And it was just bonk, 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 bonk. Ter- terrible decision-making. No one wanted to shoot the puck. And then when it finally gets to Beauvillier with a wide-open cage, whoo, swing and a miss. And I, my, my soul left my body for, for a half second because I, t- I, I just react because, of course, of course they screwed it up. Yep. And I turn around, and here, here come the Jets with, like, a two-on-one. I'm like, well, sure, they're going to lose. And then Peter Mrazek comes up with a huge play. They go the other way, and I don't know why you have a one-on-three with Connor Bedard and you're not just on him like yeah, glue. Yeah, they parted like the Red Sea. They were just like, oh, Who's this kid with the puck? I've never heard of him Look before. At this young man. Yes. What teenager? <laughs> what teenager could possibly beat Connor Hellebuck with a wide open shot? Connor fucking Bedard. Yes, can. he did. It's not. I said when the game ended, it's not often you see 
Connor Hellebuck with his knees buckled, just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. But he got bedarded. That's sure what happened. Did. Yeah. He got bedarded. And, and I mean, and, uh, he, man. Hellebuck had a solid game. He wasn't challenged all that often. Not but, really, no. But when he was, for the most part, uh, when the Blackhawks did make him work, uh, you know, he was he he stepped up to the plate most uh, most of the time. But Peter Morazic did it more. And uh, there's there's games where the Blackhawks last year there were games where the Blackhawks were in it because they just mm, willed themselves yep. in, in you know the effort and you know the the energy and and the the forechecking and everything like that kept them in the game. This was a game where it was, it was, you know, I know he wasn't the first star of the game, but he probably should have been, was Peter Morazic. Yeah, like, for sure. He absolutely stole a point for the Blackhawks in, the, in this game, and the other one came because Connor Bedard is inevitable. And I think it just continues this narrative that the, it's a different team Night and day difference when Peter Morazic is in net this season compared to when Arvid Soderblom is in net. And, and this wasn't a game where I would say the Blackhawks were ov- overly playing better with Morazic in the net, but different. I think, they, I think it gives you a boost of en- like think about, think about if you come out of the third period and this game is 5-1, right. which it very well could have been if, if Morazic wasn't having the game he was. He was. You don't have that kind of effort that they did in the third period if you're down 5-1 in this game. No. So coming out in a 1-1 game and knowing that Peter Morazic is is on a heater yep. tonight, that's got to give you a ton of confidence to play aggressive, to put the pressure on Winnipeg, which they did in the third period, um, and eventually get rewarded. Look, I said it walking out as you and I were walking through the uh, basement to the parking lot. All he has to do, just just be uh, Kyle Orton, just be Jim Miller, just g- go out there and don't lose the game. Yeah, let the let the let the team play their game, let them do what they do, and that's what Mrazek does, and more. And I think that's selling him short. He was absolutely spectacular oh, yeah. in this game, and I think every game he's played, he's either been one of the three stars or the chat's four star, at least a nominee. Mm-hmm. And I think every time he's been a nominee, he's won it. Yeah. So Mo- I mean, he's been great this year. Yeah. For the Hawks. And he's he has outperformed what, what we expected him to do this season. Yeah. Uh by a by a huge margin compared to what you know what he showed us last year. And you know, I wanna knock on any piece of wood that I can. Like this is this is like the Peter Morazic that he wants to be. Yeah. And it's the Peter Morazic that like the Blackhawks, you know, he's on an expiring contract, but maybe he sticks around. You know, maybe he is part of the the story and the novel that is the bridge to Camezzo. Um, like it's it's not like the way he's playing. Like he's with the Blackhawks not having much of a goaltending option in the at the NHL level for the next year or two. Two year deal sounds like great. what's what's the harm in in maybe rewarding him, giving him that sense of like earning earning back yep. that like NHL spot that he had a number of years ago and that they, just his 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 injury woes didn't allow him to hold on to. And like um Felino and like Corey Perry, the dear departed Corey Perry, yeah. uh they can pay him more than most teams are willing to too. 
to keep they him could. around here. Yeah. And he probably understands that in the second season of a two-year deal that he might be transitioned to backup if it's if it's Drew Camesso time. Sure. We'll see. Or, yeah. Hey, we got to tell you about the four-star of the game and you, how you can vote for the four-star of the game. But we got to tell you about the three-stars first. The number three-star of the game was Connor Murphy. He had an assist, was a plus one. Peter Mrazek, we, who stopped 37 of 38 jet shots, and Connor Bedard with two goals, including the game winner in overtime. So here are your nominees for four-star of the game. Vote on YouTube, and we will reveal the winner after the show. Well, not after the show. At the end of the show. <laughs> After the show, you're gone. Uh, Colin Blackwell. <laughs> just for us to know. 1341 of ice time, two shots and one hit. Uh, really was the one hawk in the first period that was really playing in a positive way, making mm-hmm. a positive impact, and continued doing what he did throughout the game. Of course, he had more than one hit. He had a three-hit sh- uh, shift at one point, so don't pay too much attention to that. Alex Vlasic, who had an assist, 2016 of ice time in his return. He was uh, 14 shot attempts for and 12 against when Vlasic was on the ice. That's good in a game where the Hawks were pretty much killed in a possession game. Mm. And the number and the third nominee for four star is the post. Yes, they made at least three saves in this game. Big, maybe more. Big, uh, big effort tonight from uh, Posty McPostface there. Not to take away from Razik, but he had some help. Yeah. from his post. Some, as most goalies do. Sometimes some of the best games. That goalies have, you get a little help from your uh, your iron friend. Iron friend. <laughs> I think that was a Disney movie, wasn't it? I think that was the Iron Giant, but I didn't uh, see it either close. way. Close. Close. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Um, who else stood out to you in this one, aside from uh, the ones we mentioned so far? I thought Pavillier came on pretty well in the second half of the game. Yep. Just kind of keeping it simple, throwing the puck at the net. Uh, no one was good on that three-on-one. That's, that's <laughs> no. a given. But uh, saw him kind of. I think he's starting to find his way on this team a little bit. It took a yeah, while. He's getting he's getting an opportunity to play in the top six, which is, uh, you know, it's as we're seeing with how Luke Richardson is is making these lineups is not a given to anybody. Um, so it's it's in a, in a game like tonight where the shots on goal and the scoring chances were few and far between for the Blackhawks. Bovillier was one of the few players who was just like, screw it, I got a shot. I'll, yeah, I'll try not? and shoot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, be simple. Um, play straightforward. If you have a shot, take it. Like, that's easy things to uh, easy things to do for, you would think, for most hockey players. So, yeah, good for him to uh, make that kind of impact in the game. I think uh, Korczynski, I think, was, was very noticeable in this game. He was given a lot of, uh, a lot of responsibility, got a lot of ice time. Um, you know, with, with Seth Jones out, I know Vlasic was, was back in the lineup tonight, but with Seth Jones still out, he's their best offensive option. Um, and I think he's, he's continuing to grow in his, in his development. And, um, you know, I, I think too, one, one player that, that made a number of good plays on the, uh, penalty kill tonight was Reese Johnson. Like yeah. he, that, that was noticeable to me. Uh, a, f- a few times making, you know, pin- pinching a guy at the, at the boards um, at the off- on the offensive blue line to, to, to stop a play or to get the puck out. Like, I'm, I'm very interested to see if and when this forward group ever gets fully healthy, um, where he fits in, because I know Luke likes him yeah. as, as, as a player, and, and he, he does bring a more narrow uh, style of play. Like, he kind of just 
does a few things, um, but he does them well for the role that he's asked to do. So I'm, I'm interested to see where Reese Johnson uh, fits in when this team gets fully healthy. And, and I think for the fact that you know we saw Boris Kachuk go down to Rockford and you know we've seen Cole Gutman come out of the lineup as more forwards come back in, I think it's a, it's a vote of confidence from Richardson that what Reese Johnson is doing is what he's being asked to do. What did you think of Reichel in this one, too? You know, he had his moments. I thought he he had moments. Um, if you if you uh, heard Luke Richardson's pregame uh, presser, he talked about Reichel being on the fourth line, and it's not a decision that he's making because he says I think Lucas Reichel will be more effective with Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle as his lines mates. Right. He's doing it because he's saying you need to play a certain way, and you need to play a cons- you need to play that certain way consistently and i think what he's doing is not just give not just putting him in a top 6 role because he's supposed to be in a top 6 role he's putting him with guys like johnson and entwistle basically to force him to play simple because there were a, a few times tonight where reichel you know tried to make a really nice backhanded pass or you know really uh, there was a play where he took the puck uh, around the net and tried to kind of do like a no look dump to the front of the net, but there wasn't anyone there to yeah. like make that play to to finish it on the other end. Also, know your line mates, right? So I, I think that's I think that's what he's trying to do is just be like you're kind of forcing him to be like you are playing with guys who play simple games. You also have to play a simple game, otherwise you're not going to be effective. Yeah. So I I think that Reichel in this game had those moments where he tried to be I'm top six winger Lucas Reichel. And then the more the the more effective moments that he had was when he was just kind of plain simple. He had a, a couple good plays in the neutral zone today. Like, I, I, consistency is the big thing for him, and it was an okay effort tonight. I think if he just consistently can just have better, consistent efforts where the motor is is running, then you're going to see him be rewarded for being for playing that way, which Luke Richardson wants. He's going to get back up to the top six, back up to maybe the top line. I know there was a lot of, seemingly a lot of chemistry in the short stint that Bedard, Reichel, and Donato played, but Luke Richardson's right now, he's not in a spot where he's like, well, I'm just going to gift minutes to guys just because. No, I agree with that. And I think I think the way Luke's handling it is pretty good. I mean, he is, he is simplifying things a little bit. Still not 100%, mm. but like... I, Greg always likes to say it, Derek King, you got to coach the junior out of him. They're still working on coaching the AHL out of yeah. Lucas Reichel, uh, and he just is not going to be able to dominate at the level uh, he's always going to do. we got to take a break, but before yeah. we do, uh, Reichel finished the game minus one, 9.09 of ice time. That is second lowest on the team behind only Mackenzie Entwistle, who played 7.47. Yeah, he I had mean, two shots on goal, three shot attempts, and a takeaway. That's Reichel. Yeah, I mean, so, you're you're – your minutes are going to be low on the fourth line. Um, so that's, you just got to do what you can to be uh, to make an impact in those minutes. Yep. All right, Mario's going to tell you about our friends at Circa, yeah. and I'm going to tell you how to get some bacon. Talk about making an impact with the uh, limited minutes or money that you have. Uh, Circa Sportsbook, because <laughs> I'm in the same boat. Circa Sportsbook is there to give you the best odds on any game because they strive to make uh, the money line splits that they have the best, most competitive splits 
out there in the sports betting world. They strive to be at a minus 110 split on the circus sports menu, unlike other books, which may have those games at one fifth minus 115 or even minus 120. And circus sports keeps as little money as possible on the large market bets compared to those other books. They also have uh, high limits, so they don't limit players who are doing well. If you're winning a lot of your bets, Circus says, great, keep taking our money. Every player has the same limits, unlike other sports books who limit those who are betting well and winning money. They encourage bettors to download the app and explore all sports betting apps available to compare lines from each book and to come back and see that Circa has the best ones out there and they have tremendous customer service because there are real people behind the Circa sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who potential, who do use chatbots. Uh, all aspects of the app are run by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So, Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app and sign up today. Also, be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2573 or text GAMB, G-A-M-B, to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And if you or somebody you know loves bacon, mm-hmm. hit up our buddy, Charlie the Bacon Guy. Based in Woodridge, he makes craft bacon and bacon jams. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. we have some new viewers on this show, some new listeners of the show. Yes. Craft bacon, craft bacon jam. It what tastes, more do you need to know, my friends? Tastes as good as it sounds. Yes. The bacon and bacon jams are all natural. No fancy preservatives in there, just bacon and delicious flavors. It's vacuum sealed and freezes great. It lasts in the package up to 45 days in your fridge and six months in the freezer. Bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge and about six months in your freezer. But you will eat both of those things long before those moments I'd start to get itchy if I knew I had bacon in the freezer for six months. Yeah, that's uh, that's not really a thing. But I think he just has to say, you know, for legal reasons. Sure, sure. So here are some of the, uh, the favorites that Charlie offers. And there's a whole bunch more. Maple pepper, Nashville hot. French toast bacon, buffalo bacon, ranch bacon, jalapeno garlic bacon, jardinier bacon. That's awesome. The Malort bacon. Yep, that's really a thing. The bacon jams. You've got the original, the bourbon, the spicy, the peach, all sorts of options on the bacon and bacon jams. And if you want to see what Charlie's made in the past and you say, damn, that looks like a good one. If I order enough, maybe he'll get me some. Yeah, he will. Head over to charliethebaconguy.com to browse his website. And to place your order, you'll see the whole bacon archive on charliethebaconguy.com. So get in touch with Charlie. If you want to hit him up with some ideas or suggestions or questions, you can email him, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com. But the best uh, place to go is charliethebaconguy.com for all your bacon needs. Mm-hmm. All right, let's knock out some super chats here before we hear from Greg Boyson. And we've got a lot of we've them. We've got 10 of them. Hey, oh. Beautiful. Uh, Josh Rice says, Connor, quote, I'll fucking do it myself, Bedard. <laughs> There's $2. Absolutely. Uh, Windy City Hockey says, The Bedsy and Petey Show. Another 2 bucks from Windy City. Thank you very much. As always, $5 from Adrian Cherikos. I wonder if they're related to Chris Chelios. Uh, <laughs> in Post We Trust, says Adrian yes. with a $5 super chat. That's true. Uh, Edward the First with a $10 super chat says, yeah. The reality that Mrazek is going to be sought out 
as an asset on the trade deadline can't be denied anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's, if he keeps this true. up, there's going to be a team that says, uh, name your price. I think you got to set your uh, – that's something where you could kind of take advantage of a team in need. But yeah. I'm not trading him just to trade him anymore. No. No, just to say get out of here. Yeah, no. No, not at all. No, I'm he's, not doing he's, that. He's got value. Give me a first or a second, and that's that's it. Yeah, if he keeps this up through uh, Jan- January and February, but give me a second, and I'll talk to you. If he if he's playing at like a not, well, I don't know what his what his save percentage is, but if he's up in the nine tens, like league average goaltending has completely changed yeah. than it was a few years ago, where yeah. like like nine ten is like league average now or worse. Um, so if he's at that range and he's pl- and he's doing that on this team. Like that's that's not nothing. So uh, twenty two games. Does that include this one? Yes, it does. Uh, two point nine eight goals against nine eleven save percentage. Yeah. So I mean, if if he keeps this up, <laughs> yeah, like he he is going to garner a lot of attention. And I know uh, we briefly touched on it a couple of days ago. Um, ben Pope's uh, article talking with Kyle Davidson and how Davidson had said that. You know, compared to last year, they may not be looking at players to just get rid of them for assets. You might start looking at players to keep around for a little bit. Mrazek's part of that part of that discussion, and and he might be a player that's on that fence of, you know, is it worth it to keep him, or is there going to be a deal offered that you kind of have to say, this makes sense for us. Nine eleven has him above the following goalies. Bobrovsky, Soros, Merz-Lincolns, Vasilevsky. Interesting. I would not have guessed that. So your league leader in save percentage is Aiden Hill with Vegas, 933. Uh, Charlie Lindgren with the Caps, 928. Same with Jeremy Swayman. Talbot to Smith, quick, all over 920. Hmm. Varlamov, Hellebuck, Demko, Ingram, Wall, Olmark, Sorokin, all are, are all 9.14 or higher. And then Mrazek is right there. So yeah. he's in the upper echelon of the league at this point. Uh, if, you t- if you'd have told me that 30-some games into the season that he'd have a sub-3 and a plus nine, 900 save percentage, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I'd believe that. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed it. Or I would have, I would have thought that this, uh, this team would be – Sniffing a playoff spot because we all expected Soderbloom to play better than Morazic this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. And that hasn't been the case. Uh, do we get them all? No, we got no, a couple got more. more. All right, we got a couple more. Then you're going to hear from Counter Bedard, so stick around. Uh, Brawlsack says, Bedard makes my cold, dead heart feel things. Is this what hope feels like in Chicago? Yeah, that's yeah, right, man. absolutely is. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, a, a wise man once said, hop on the ride. Yes, so they sure did. Uh, Brady says, nice bounce back win. Mm-hmm. Had the better Cotter tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Rick says, imagine how good Bedard will be when he grows up. That's the thing, like, <laughs> yeah. you're still seeing in the course of a game Connor Bedard learning lessons. Oh, yeah. Of like, oh, can't do that. Oop, that's not going to work here. When he starts to figure all of it out, oh, my God. He Look, or he gets, like, a legitimate NHL line mate. Both things. Both things. When you William get- Nylander's here. Woo. Oh, <laughs> Please stop. I can only get so. Anyways. Um, Flip your laptop over. You know, you, you, we, I, I was looking it up today. Um, you know, Bedard's ranks among rookies at the Christmas break, right? And he, is, he has the most takeaways amongst NHL rookies this season. 
He also has the most giveaways. Sure. But I think those giveaways are like you said, those are the, those are the, the learning. Those are the lessons that he's learning. Those are the, that's the learning curve that you're going to get with a guy who is 18 years old, still feeling out the NHL and is being given basically 20 minutes a night on the top line as yep. the top offensive option. Like, and really the, let's be honest, the only offensive option, right? Yeah. Your second best scorer is Philip Kurashev. Right. So when you have a, a, a player like that being given that much responsibility, um, and has the green light to like try and create things and, and make things happen because he has that kind of talent. You're gonna you're gonna live with the giveaways. Like people celebrate Ric Flair for being a 16 time world champion. Woo! He was a 17 time world championship loser. Like, yeah. No, no one cares about that. But I I I, th- I think with Bedard at this stage, you kind of you, you you live with that of because course. he's that's not always going to be the case. And I think he also knows probably deep down that. The outcome of these games is not essential. If right. this is a playoff game, he's probably not taking those chances either. Right, yeah. And what, what I love about the first goal, that's an effing playoff goal. That's yes. a that's a center aggressively, puts a great shot on net from the slot, follows it up for another chance and yeah. another chance and scores. And tried to put it between his legs yes, he did. in the process. Yes, he did. Man, he's right, crazy. A couple more super chats before we hear from Connor. Edward again says the number of assists Bedard is not getting every game because the players around him aren't even close to a level is insane. Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking yeah. about. Um, if Baconator says, I love that Bedard got to feel the love during mm-hmm. his first star interview. Yep, he absolutely said, love is playing in front of these fans. It's an honor and a privilege feels, and all that feels stuff. Feels like home. Yeah, so he's yeah. not going to ask for a trade. Sorry, rest of NHL Twitter. Uh, KRCHI Sports with a $5 Super Chat says Calder front runner Brock Faber was a staggering plus one tonight. How does Bedard catch up at this point? There's no Brock Faber. Is not, I know. That's, that's I know. All, that's I know that's sarcasm that's too. That's great though. But like that. all these Minnesota fans that are pumping the tires of Brock Faber. That's the only section of hockey fan base uh, of the hockey world that is pumping his tires. And in a heartbeat, they would make that trade. Yeah, hundred percent. In a heartbeat. So it, I'll say this: Girl scratch. If your best argument for a player. Uh, to to win an award is plus minus. Go home. Okay. Uh, Adrian <laughs> says, "I want ne- I want Neilander. Let's say we get him. How much sense does that actually make? A ton. A ton. A ton of sense. Uh, him or uh, or uh, Leon Dreisaitl in Mitch two, Marner, two summers. Was I was trying to come up with Mitch Marner, yeah. possibly. You know, you, uh, Toronto is eventually going to run out of money." Uh, Benjamin says, build around Peter, sign him to a four-year deal, and Oof. don't worry about the goaltender. Eh, four-year deal? That's, uh, no. I'm like two. Two sounds good to me. Four-year deal, if you're uh, – a four-year deal, you would basically be pulling the plug on Soderbloom, waiting for, yeah. w- waiting for Comezzo to uh, earn the starter's job, and then pretty much waiting for Adam Guyon to turn pro. Right. It doesn't sound like the feasible route, but also, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't hate it. Four years is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. The groin is a concern. That's what she said. (laughs) All right, let's go. Hey, by the way, 426 liking, uh, watching 235 likes. That's not enough. Smash that like button for us. smashing everybody. Yeah, get in the habit. You're here. Smash it. Switch to all your burner accounts. Smash it there, too. Uh, help us out. The, the likes really help us 
get amplified on YouTube. And the more people that like the video, the more people see the video and the more we get pushed out to people and it's all great. And it takes you half a second to hammer that like button for us. So, and it warms the cockles of our heart. It does. And the hearts of our, Never mind. All right. Let's hear from Connor Bedard, uh, the number one star with two goals and this one, including a game winner. Here's Connor Bedard post game courtesy of our Greg Boyson. Is that a pretty good way to wash the moose out of uh, the bad taste? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was a competitive game. They're a really good team, and um, they played the right way. And um, yeah, they just kind of we have to really stick with it, and uh, it's good to pull up the two points. For sure. We've talked about Peter Morazic a lot this year, and, and how critical was he tonight, especially in that first period when you guys were struggling to generate? Yeah, it's crazy some of the saves he makes on a on a nightly basis, and um, he's been unreal. Um, every game, and um, you know whether it's him or Sills, we got a lot of trust in both. And obviously, Raz is, uh, you know, tonight was was pretty special. So this is, you know, it was huge for us. You have three goals, but having the first one and then the game winner. How important was that for you to have it at this point? Um, it's always nice to score goals, and um, you know, especially kind of the crowd tonight was was awesome. So it was uh, obviously nice to to get the winner over time. And um, yeah, like I said, it always feels the or always feels good to score goals, and um, yeah, I don't know if I thought about it overly, but yeah, it feels nice. Your first goal, you just kept driving on it, and there, there it was. I mean, it's the you know, second effort, third effort. Yeah, it's a, it a good play by Kershaw and Murph, and um, you know, I just kept kind of whacking it, and uh, eventually it went in. So uh, I think it's you got to have some of those kind of garbage ones, and, and that might have been my first one like that. So it's uh, it's good to see one of those going. On the OT goal, what did you see? Did you know how that was going to play out? Or did you go on instinct on that? Uh, I mean, most things are kind of instinct, but uh, I just saw a lane, and um, you know, I'm in the middle of the middle of the ice, so I thought I'd you know shoot the puck and, and try to hit a spot, and uh, fortunately went in. I know uh, Kurczynski had an OT goal, and Kurchev had an OT goal. Did you feel like you had to join the club? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just I obviously I thought it'd be nice to get one, and. Um, Happy I did, but whoever scored it, we would have been uh, we would have been very pumped. You were finishing a lot of checks tonight too. You guys played a really physical game. Do you think that helped to kind of grind them down a little bit too, and, and give you some momentum there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, you know they got a lot of really good players, and um, you know when you keep finishing the checks, maybe it wears on them a little bit. But um, no, they're a great team, and uh, we knew kind of going around their D, they got some guys that can really get up the ice and, and make some plays. So uh, try to finish them, and, and maybe not let them get up. I mean, surely before your goal, it was like almost 15 minutes before you guys had your first shot on a goal. Were you guys even aware of that? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, obviously not the start we wanted. And, um, you know, Rad was huge for us at the start there. And, um, and then I think, you know, that was a big thing. Coming to the first, we, we knew that we had a lot more and, and we were lucky to be to be up. So, um, yeah, I think we, we knew that we hadn't created enough and gotten there end and, and kind of played down low enough. So, um, you know, that, that, that can't be happening. Did the, uh, the mixed lines have anything to do with it, just getting used to each other, or did you not even notice that? Um, I didn't notice. I mean, I've personally played with Flakes and, and Kershaw a lot this year. Um, no, I guess something about I think everyone's almost played with everyone at, at this point, and um, you know, uh, everyone's a good player, fun to play with, so uh, maybe there's a little adjustment for a couple shifts, but you know, I, I don't see that as an excuse or, or kind of uh, any reason to, to not have shots. That is, is Connor Bedard, post game. Chicago's own Connor Bedard. Chicago's own. Breathe it in, folks. It feels good. And right on cue, we are joined by the man whose magical cell phone sent that video. <laughs> he's your friend and he's mine and Mario's. He's Greg Boyce. Hi, Greg. 
Hi. I'm, I like to think I'm everybody's friend. You are. Everyone loves yes. you. I've never heard a bad word about you that you know of. Never. You're not, you're not listening hard enough then. Um, <laughs> hey, imagine not only thinking that Connor Bedard is not the greatest, best rookie in the NHL, but actually like making those thoughts known to the public. Like, go to rehab because you're constantly high if you don't think Connor Bedard is the best rookie in the league. Uh, couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. Not us. No. Looking at you, Minnesota. Oh, and we were saying, too, before he jumped on, like, all these uh, people pumping Brock Faber, if you got him privately and said, would you make a favor for a Bedard trade? 100% of them would say yes. Mm-hmm. Don't even lie to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, you, you would, but we wouldn't. So uh, there you go. Greg, how, how was that uh, atmosphere? Largest, largest crowd of the season uh, beat out the, uh, the last home game that the Blackhawks had. Uh, 20,000 plus in the building and Connor Bedard scores the OT winner. What was, I, I mean, just from being in the building's perspective, what was, what was that like? Uh, you know what? It obviously, uh, it was almost like a sigh of relief. Um, you know, there was a lot of frustration building in the, in the rink. You know, you guys were there for the first two periods. You know, they kind of got the, the, the sarcastic cheer when they finally got their first shot and goal 15 minutes into the game. But as the game went on, they got better. And the third period was their best period. But it got very tense during that um, penalty kill with three minutes to go. And, you know, on another wishy-washy penalty, um, you know, Jared Chinorty gets called for tripping a guy who was already on one knee when his stick made contact with him. So... You know, whatever. They killed the penalty. Uh, Morazic made, made a couple big saves there. Uh, Alex Vlasic had a huge play preventing the dreaded backdoor play. Just a great overall effort. And then moments before Bedard scores, Blackhawks get a three-on-one rush because two Jets collide into each other behind the net, and they pass themselves to death and don't get a score. Kevin Korczynski, my guy, shoot the effing puck, would you? Please, you're, you, I, I don't have – I have enough white hairs in my beard. I don't need any more. Shoot the puck when you have a lane. And then it led to an odd man rush going the other way that Morazic stopped, and then moments later, uh, Connor Bedard does his um, does his thing. And, you know, he, he changed the angle on his shot. He changed the trajectory on his shot. Maybe Hellebuck was thinking he's going to go high. He always tends to go high. And he shoots a little bit lower. And game over, uh, and it was uh, electric. Um, you know, the Jet, the, the Blackhawks have three goals against the Winnipeg Jets this year. They have all been scored by Connor Bedard, so he owns the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and the Hawks typically don't. They've lost nine of their last ten against the Jets. I'm going to write about that for Hawks hits, which was uh, something I've been working on before the game even started. But And this is another one that could have certainly gone the Jets' way if not for Peter Mrazek, who was – just terrific. We were just talking about him before you jumped on and, and how good he's been. He's got a 9-11 save percentage now and a sub-3 goals against for the first time in a long time. Um, I know he spoke after the game. What did he have to say? And, and more importantly, what do his teammates have to say about him after this one? Well, his teammates are going to pump his tires a lot more than he'll pump his own, but that's that's every goalie. Um, you know, Morazic is a man of few words, but you know, he said that his key to his success this year 
is being healthy. Uh, and, you know, he, he was battling nagging injuries all last year. And uh, this year he's, he's healthy and, and the results are, are, you know, unmistakable. And, uh, you know, he, he credited uh, the team in front of him, especially on the penalty kill. Said the penalty kill was big tonight. They made it easier for him. Uh, they made, you know, the shots that he did, did face, he was able to see, and they were able to clear out some rebounds. So, you know, Mrazek was very, um, you know, complimentary of his team. But, you know, Connor Murphy, we spoke to him as well. He said that, you know, three guys have been leading this team that they never have to worry about night in, night out. And it's Peter Mrazek, it's Jason Dickinson, it's Connor Bedard. Those three guys uh, probably have sore backs from carrying this team so much. Uh, and Luke Richardson said it was uh, very, very uh, important that uh, they got that overtime goal to reward Mrazek on, on a great effort because those types of efforts always feel better when uh, they end up as wins as opposed to just those moral victories that, you know, uh, we're so used to our goaltenders getting. Speaking of Dickinson, uh, we saw him look a little labored coming off the ice. Everything okay with him as far as we know? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, what exactly that was. Like, I don't know if he, he – that was just a weird play. Like, he was trying to get off the ice for a shift change, and then the, the, the whistle blew, and I think he might have just been kind of standing there because there wasn't any room for him on the bench. Um, but he got on the bench and seemed fine. I was watching him because I noticed that he was a little – wonky there heading to the bench but uh you know what he jumped off and celebrated his teammates right after bedard scored he was right in the thick of it so i i don't think it's anything to worry about jason dickinson's a pretty tough dude so i I wouldn't uh i wouldn't worry about it that's good yeah you don't want to you don't want to lose this team doesn't need to have any more injuries to worry about and uh one of the players you definitely do not want to lose uh is is jason dickinson the way that he's been playing how did uh how did Luke? We we didn't get to play uh, Luke yet, but how did he interpret the uh, the effort tonight? I know that that was a big thing before the game, talking about coming out of the break, being able to start on time, which you know, zero for one there. But how did he feel about the effort, the way that they finished? Well, he you know he said they were rusty in the start of that game, you know, not skating for three days. But you know, the Jets didn't skate for three days, and and they traveled to get here today, so. Um, I'm not buying that excuse, but you can expect a little bit of, of rust. But um, he did, he said the team got better as the game went on, and and like I think they they flipped the script a little bit tonight, where they they played their worst period first and their best period last for a change. Where usually they play great early and then eventually get worse as the game goes on. Uh, but today they did it the other way around. Um, you know, the first period was wasn't good uh but you but you got out of that period with a one nothing lead and the second period wasn't a whole lot better and let's face it and um, this is not a knock on peter mrazic because he's the biggest reason they won the night but the, the one goal that he allowed was not a great goal to give up kind of a a leaky goal but you're not going to complain on a night like tonight so you know mrazic kept him in there and then in the third period, especially for the first half of the third period, the Blackhawks were the better team. And then the Jets kind of slowly started pushing back, and then they got that power play. Um, but Mrazek kept them in there, and Bedard rewarded him and the rest of his team uh, with with the uh, overtime goal. 
Greg, you want to play some hockey trivia? <laughs> I do. All right. Uh, if you know this already, you could just pretend like you don't and sound really smart. Uh, this is from Hockey I, I, Reference. I do that all the time. <laughs> At 18 years, 163 days old, Connor Bedard is the third youngest player ever to score a regular season overtime game-winning goal behind only which two NHL players? I will give you a uh, hint. Both from the modern era. Okay. Modern era, uh, post-2000. Post oh, okay. Because I was going to guess Eddie Olchek, uh, but all right. Um, post. Both well. players played um, against the Hawks dynasty. How's that? Okay, so I'm going to say Sidney Crosby. That's one. That's one. And Austin Matthews? Nope. You're never going to get the second one. Okay, then I'm not (laughs) ever going to try. Jordan Stahl. Wow. Sidney Crosby and Jordan Stahl. The only guys younger than than, uh, Connor Bedard to score overtime game-winning goals. Pretty cool. Well, that's why that's why the Penguins took Crosby number one, and that's why they took uh, Jordan Stahl instead of Jonathan Tapes. There you go. That is true. That's a smart drafting. That worked out really well. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was happy at the end. Uh, before you jumped on, too, we were talking about Lucas Reichel. Did I know he's kind of lost in a shuffle with this one? I, I wonder if he was even mentioned with Luke. No, there was no mention of Reichel tonight. Too 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 many uh, other things going on. Um, he did get a he did get a third period shift out there, you know, halfway through the third period, and it was actually a really effective shift. They they got a couple scoring chances. Unfortunately, they got caught out there a little too long and and gave up a scoring chance going the other way towards the end of that shift. But I thought Reichel was was good tonight. Again, it's hard for him to really excel playing on the fourth line, playing fourth line minutes, and 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 playing with. You know, no offense to Mackenzie Entwistle or uh, Reese Johnson, but, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of offense creation with those two guys out there. But for the second straight game, I thought he was really good in the neutral zone. He made a couple of nice plays. Uh, he made a turnover early in the game in the first period. In the third period, he – or maybe it was the second period, late second period. He, he, t- he took a big hit in order to make a play and get the puck into the zone. So – He's doing some of those little things. Obviously, the what's going on here is is Luke is is not satisfied. I, I don't think Luke is is you know we might see uh, Reichel have what we think is a good game, but it apparently isn't what Richardson is looking to see out of him, and that's why you know he's still on the fourth line and he's still not getting as many uh, shifts as he wants. So um, you know. It, something we can definitely follow up with tomorrow at practice when there's more uh, more freedom to ask different questions. All right, anything else uh, we should know before we let you go? Uh, Lucas Giolito uh, played shoot the puck in the second period, former White Sox pitcher. So uh, for our guy Cody on CHGO Cubs, I'm using this as confirmation that he has, in fact, signed a contract with the Cubs and is returning to Chicago. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, that's my uh, speculation. I'm going to let it run rampant. Uh, but just a fun night, a big crowd. You can tell there were a lot of families here, a lot of kids, you know, college kids home on, on, on winter break. And, there, you know, there's nothing like coming to see uh, a Blackhawks game live. I know we had uh, one of our diehards in Discord who was a big White Sox fan. She was taking her son to both their 
uh, first ever Blackhawk game tonight, and they got rewarded with a good one. So, nice. you know, there's nothing like having a full crowd, a full house with a lot of, I'm sure, first time fans and them getting to see an exciting young player like Connor Bedard go out and win a hockey game. So, uh, it wasn't pretty. There's no style points going to get rewarded for here, but the bottom line is the Blackhawks beat a far superior team. There's there's Lucas. Uh, there he is. You got to put him in a blue jersey. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a, 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 a big win for a team that, that, you know, probably had no business winning this game. You know, that's a really good point, is this is the first game after Christmas. Mm-hmm. You had a full house. You probably ho- had a ton. A lot of holiday tickets. Yes. You probably had a ton of kids at their first ever Hawks game. And we even noticed, like, you know, we were there significantly early, probably hour and a half, two hours before the game, just sitting there getting our notes together and shooting the shit. And kids are lined up along the glass all the way around where the Hawks are going to warm up, and they've all got poster boards mm-hmm. for Bedard all the way around 20, 30 minutes before the Hawks even took the ice for the first round of warm-ups. It was, uh, it's something to see, and like these kids are, just as there was a whole generation jumping on board for Kane and Taves, there's a whole generation now jumping on board for Bedard, and they've all got jerseys, and for, if this was the first game for you as a kid, oh, can you imagine yeah. you are a fan of for life right now because of what you Absolutely. saw today. They don't care Connor that the Bernard Hawks are outshot. They don't, they don't care about the Corsi percentage of this game. <laughs> All they know is Connor Bedard scored two goals, and they will be Blackhawks diehard fans mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. And you know that Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz are doing the old sky point after this game. Mm-hmm. It is the perfect outcome on the perfect day. If there was ever a game for this to happen, it was this one. Because you know you had people, even if they weren't at the game, they're off work tomorrow. They're staying up watching the Hawks. Like, it was just a ideal date for this to occur. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, a perfect night uh, and, and a perfect way to uh, end 2023 at home ice. Last last that's game uh, on home ice for the year. Um, and what a 2023 it has been. A lot of ups and downs in this building. So it's nice to, to end it. On a big up. No doubt. All right, Greg. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. I I guess so. It's kind of my job, so I'll be there. (laughs) All right. That is Greg Boyson from the United Center. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. We've got to take a timeout. We've got more Super Chats to get to. Keep those coming. We greatly appreciate that. And then we've got to pay off all of our segments, including uh, Connor's Corner, Four Star of the Game, all that good stuff. Keep Zia's comment. Keep keep Zia's comment? Zia. All right, we'll get yeah. to Zia's Not comment. a super chat, but it's it, worth saving. It's super, and it's a chat. It's worth saving. Uh, but, hey, you know what else is super? Saving on tickets to events, and there's no better place like to do Black it Hawks game. than our friends at Game Time. And, look, the more Counter Bedard makes an impact in the city, the harder Hawks tickets are going to mm-hmm. be to find. And mm-hmm. if you want to go last minute, Game Time is the place to go to see Counter Bedard and the Blackhawks. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and the views from your seat. I love that. You know exactly what the ice or the stage is going to look like when you're at the event, and they've got a best price guarantee. Game time takes all the guesswork 
out of buying tickets. They've got their lowest price guarantee. We told you that. How about an event cancellation protection? Ooh. If there's another pandemic all of a sudden, Uh-oh. let's hope that doesn't happen. Knock Good Lord. Jesus. Actually, the couple months off wasn't bad, though. Anyway, uh, if that happens, you you're protected from game time. You get fired for scanning your butt on the printer, the office printer. Darn. They've got job loss protection. That wasn't so you me. bought some tickets you can no longer afford, hit up game time, and they'll take care of you. I'm assuming that doesn't happen over and over again. The job loss protection. <laughs> I, like, hope not. I did yeah. it again. This time, <laughs> this time I scanned. First time was my ass. Second time, something different. How can you get fired for two different body parts? Anyway, go to game time. <laughs> it's an awesome place with awesome deals. They're obsessed with finding ways uh, to help you save money on tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One of my favorite things about being on this show, uh, because I I can't do it. Hold on. Hold your your comments. Uh Uh, Because I cannot do it for the life of me is when Jay breaks out. The Chicago accent. It's just, it warms my heart. I it's discovered so much fun. where, this weekend I discovered where it came from. Yeah. Okay, this is Old Man Corner. Do you remember the old SNL bit, the bag of glass, Dan Aykroyd? Yes. With the bag of, yeah, that yeah, yeah. is where I got the accent <laughs> from. I saw it, I'm like, that's where I'm pulling this from. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's got the prism on there. You know, I can see the colors. Hey, you know, like the high pitch thing. Oh, that's where that's I got it from. such a good It drove me, too. I was always like, where, where did I come up with the... Because it's a little different. It's a little higher pitched than most. Yeah. I think that might oh, be the origin of it. Is that uh, the, I think the Safeway toy company? And he, he pulls out the bag of broken yeah, glass. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all toys that are like super dangerous. Yeah, yes. oh, that's good. That's wow, that's boy. good. I learned something today. Me too, yesterday. And, and you know what else you can learn about? Prize picks. Have you heard of prize picks? Yes. It is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers, like me and my GPA. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that you can have winning up to 25 times the money in basketball this season. You just select two or more players Pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. And with uh, basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball, maybe hockey too, from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, DeMar DeRozan and DJ Moore at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. I appreciate how creative fantasy uh, prize picks makes fantasy sports. Uh, you know, you get the you get the standard PPR football leagues, and you know, picking a defense and a kicker every other week. Prize picks makes it fun and fresh and a nice spin on it. So go to PrizePicks.com/chgo. Use the code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO. 
Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. We've got 308 likes. Hell yeah. We've got 344 people currently watching. That's decent math. Those numbers need to at least match. Hit those like buttons for us. I appreciate people in the chat. Smash it. Like Alec and like Cricket going to bat for us, fighting for those likes. Appreciate everybody. We love the likes. Love love the likes. Thank you very much. We also love the super chats. So we're going to get to those too. Uh, Benjamin says, uh, not relevant right now, but should we send Soderbloom down and bring up Camesso or too soon? Yeah, I think it's too soon for Camesso. We did talk last show, uh, the freaking collapse against St. Louis. Um, that they probably sh- we think they should probably bring up Stauber just to give Soderbloom a little bit of a breather. Now maybe the holiday breaks when he needed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but it's not Camesso yet. I would not throw Camesso to this fire right away. No, Camesso, you want to keep in Rockford. Get him. Get him those reps as much as possible. Um, he was in net tonight for Rockford. They ended up uh, falling to Grand Rapids. But yeah, it's it's a little too premature to bring Camesso up. And put him into this NHL group right now. The only reason Camesso plays this year is in dire injury emergency. Yeah, which hopefully they don't. Yeah, get let's into. hope that doesn't happen. All right, I know we got a couple more here. Uh, Zia, who you wanted to save, yeah, says this is the best post game on CHGO. Thank you very Thank much. You. They're all wonderful. Appreciate that. But uh, they're all great. We'll take that. Thank you. But we're the best. Uh, LNK, who's with us basically every show. Says, uh, will I see anyone in Big D for the next games? We will not be there. No, We do not have a travel budget because you only super chatted us two hours, uh, <laughs> Alan. Um, add a couple of zeros and we could talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there are some CHGO fans that will be there. Yeah. Uh, and look, anytime you guys are on the road and run into fans or you're like you see somebody wearing merch or you're wearing merch yourself, hit us up on Twitter. Tag us in it. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, love to uh, see that. Yeah, we love to see that sort of stuff. And then we got one more we want to get to. I like Cricket. this one the best. She oh, of says, course. Uh, we love this podcast and the guys, but the producer is the best. Steven is the Jeez. best. I, do you want to hear my, my Steven dream last night? I had a dream about you last I, night. Uh-oh. Maybe? Okay. Uh, we, are, we are after night. dark. I just re- <laughs> When I read that, I just was reminded of it. I had a dream that I lent you my car, wow. and then you came back to me and you said, I'm not returning your car. Wow. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not going to do it. And you can't fight me about it. Keeping and the car. I have to pay too much money to get to work, so I just need your car, and you're just going to give it to me. And I was wow. like, wait a minute. A and then move. I was so disturbed by the dream that during the dream, I woke myself up and said, wait a minute, Steven's not stealing my car. This is a dream. And I woke up. <laughs> yeah, that seems... That's yeah. how vivid yeah, that, That's how you was. should wake up. Like, that can't possibly be true. <laughs> it I would was return very you. weird. Jay, not only would I return your car, I'd fill up the tank first, too. Well, you know wow, what? what a guy. You, you would. That's, would. that's how I knew it was a dream. Premium gas only. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, don't yeah. do that. That's too much. Yeah, you're right. Wow. That's too much. I've been told that's Above and beyond. by a mechanic. Um, oh, interesting. All right. We got to pay off our... Uh, we got our Here's another thing off. about Steven that popped into my head yeah. this I, morning. I'm loving the show right now. This is great. Wow. So... I was up this morning because my dog likes to uh, tell us when he's hungry. Mm. Uh, so I was up this morning before anybody in my house. So being up that early, I turned on the uh, Slovakia game. They played uh, Switzerland in the mm-hmm. World Juniors this morning. Uh, Blackhawks prospects Martin Mishak and Adam Guyan were playing. Guyan had a game much like Peter Mrazek tonight where he was literally the only reason that Slovakia was, uh, was in the game. And seeing a couple... You know, I you, we see him at the draft, see a couple pictures, see him in person. Um, the first time you ever realize, oh, that's Adam Guyon. That's what he <laughs> looks like. Um, watching him today and, and seeing pictures of him, he looks a lot like Steven. 
I get a lot of these lookalikes. I'm gonna look this up. Now. You look up, look up Adam Guyan, uh, and and see if it looks like Steven. Because I think it looks a lot like Steven. This looks nothing like. You're him. handsomer than he is. Thank you. Well, save that clip for when we have Adam Guyan on the show <laughs> <laughs> in about six years. Um, I don't know. I just I just I saw him a couple times and I was like, man, he kind of looks like Steven. I don't know. No, that's that, not a generous picture of him. I, his Team Slovakia headshot looks a lot more like Steven than, right. uh, go than I think those pictures go. All right. Well, I'm glad I successfully derailed the show. <laughs> that you have. So that's, that's really all I, I hope to do. He's looked good, though. Yes. Diane has looked really oh, good. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. in World Juniors competition. I mean, he was the goaltender of the year last year in the tournament. Um, He's just so famous for that Bedard highlight. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Bedard, you know, makes makes the the best goalies in the world look foolish. Uh, that's just what he does. But yeah, I mean, and he's he's had a shutout against Switzerland. It's a big uh, big tournament for Slovakia. Big tournament for the Blackhawks. I don't. I don't look anything like. Hey, that. it's Adam Guyan. Adam, oh, thanks hey, wow, show, Adam Guyan. What a performance! Wow, it's like it's like four a.m. in Sweden. How are you up this late? Um. Yeah, he's looked he's looked great. Uh, Tomorrow morning, Team USA for Blackhawks prospects. There, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. I thought Renzel looked really good in that first game. He did I, I haven't had a chance to l- watch him a lot until this year, where he's been playing in Minnesota. Um, but man, yeah, I mean, it's we know he's a project pick, but like, so is Alex Vlasic. It looks, you know, looks like it's on the on the right course. Uh, while we're derailing the show, can yeah. I get on my soapbox for a second? Sure. They did a thing during the game, which they do all the time with lookalikes in the audience. Yeah. They showed a picture of Taylor Swift. Heavily booed. And basically the entire United Center booed. Uh, yeah. What is that about? You know. When is it the, Taylor Swift fatigue? I think it is. I think it's it's the most famous person in the world. Yes. Too famous, as went, you say. Went to, uh, paired up with another famous person. And went to a very public space, and people didn't like it. Um, Imagine that. People need to shut up. Uh, you know. Like, look at the things that she has done for society, for the economy, for, like, people in need, making dreams come true. Like, I, she, her, I, she her music dedica- is not my thing. She has a dedicated fan. We have a, <laughs> we, we we have have a, a give us a everybody. like graphic for every <laughs> occasion. Look at this. Taylor Swift. I just I will us not stand by. Was this Cody's doing? No, this was this was Law that did this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds we'd have a Giolito and a Taylor Swift uh, reference? Who else in a can Chicago we talk? Blackhawk Who else show? can we randomly talk about? We're not. I am not. I am not. Look, there are a lot of people in this world uh, that you can boo that deserve it. Taylor Swift does not deserve your boos. For someone who has had the spotlight on her as brightly as she has for basically her entire. Uh, legal life. voting life and yeah. probably beyond that mm-hmm. she's about as squeaky clean as they come and someone in the chat said she's ruining watching football games no she's not do you need to see a would you rather see you know matt Nagy picking his nose on the sideline during a chiefs game <laughs> or a cut to taylor swift enjoying the game it's great for the sport it's great for the chiefs it's great for travis kelsey in many many ways it's it's a it's a good it, why is it bad it's too much. It makes people happy. It's bringing new people to the NFL. It's just weird. It's weird. It's yeah. just, it's okay that something is in your space that's not typically in your space. 
Like if if LeBron James went to a Taylor Swift concert, do you think Le- Taylor Swift fans would boo LeBron James? Probably not. Come on. Uh, oh, yeah. Up. No, I I agree. It's it she's done nothing wrong except be super famous. More famous than I would ever hope to be. Yeah. There it that is a echelon of it's too much. fame and notoriety that really no one should be. And in. you know there are armies of people looking for things that she has done wrong, looking for things to dig up look at to what drag hap- her down. Look at what happened to Travis Kelsey as soon as he was like, oh, they're actually dating. This isn't a PR stunt. People went and dug through his old Twitter yeah. trying, to, trying to dig out anything they could, and all they found was some just football bro having a good time feeding squirrels. Right. Like... <laughs> What do you spell squirrels wrong? Yeah, right. Everything was spelled incorrectly, too. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, like, the the combined what? 90 seconds of TV time out of a five-hour-long NFL broadcast that she was on TV ruined your experience. Like, come on. All right. Anyway. Anyways, the Blackhawks won. I digress. It was the weirdest tangent we've ever gone on. I know. It's just very strange. Oh, we could get weirder. I I just, whatever. Um, Okay. What are we doing first, Connor's corner, or are we paying off the bet or paying off the four star? Uh, How long do you want to wear the helmet? Let's do four star. All right, four star of the game. Oh yeah, we gotta do that too. You voted. Your nominees were (laughs) Colin Blackwell. Can't wait to see this. Alex Vlasic, and the post, and the winner of the chat's four star is (laughs) the post. (laughs) I love the graphic tweet. In post, we trust. Oh, my God. Simpsons fans, if you're not watching on the podcast on YouTube, you've got to go back and find this and see the graphic that Steven made. It is absolutely uh, brilliant. That's wonderful. Uh, the inanimate carbon rod. But it was your idea. Appearance. i got to give you credit. That's okay. You made it great. You made it. You made my idea and made it sing. Uh, so the post with yes. three saves is the four star of the game. 100% save percentage. And deservedly so. And before we wrap up the show, we got to tell you about Connor Bedard and yeah. go into Connor's corner. He did great. Things. Looking for new stuff in Connor's room. There's something on his there's bed. There's something new? Oh, there's a. Is that an iPad? Is that an iPad? It's an iPad. Nice. Oh, oh right. Oh, extra screen time for him tonight. <laughs> Luke is so mad about the iPad. All right, uh, Connor Bedard, two goals, including the overtime game-winning goal. Third youngest player in NHL history to do that. How about that? Eighteen thirty-nine of ice time, plus two, five shots, six shot attempts, and two hits. Two hits for Connor Bedard. Damn. There physical. is Connor's corner. He was really, really good. Shocking. Very good. Surprise, surprise, surprise. At what point do we do we take the things out of his room or do we change the thing is next year next year next year he's got to get a little older is he gonna be angsty he's gonna have the pamela anderson washing her butt poster that we all had in college did you have that in college not in college no oh you not at all actually for you (laughs) yeah well men of a certain age all had the the pamela anderson washing her butt poster um yeah we'll do some teenage stuff you know who's like i don't know like who did the teenage probably some taylor swift Swift. yeah there we go he probably Uh, knows who she is tate mccray Tate McRae with her hockey pads backwards. Apparently is a, is a thing. Yeah, maybe um, Bonnie McMurray from uh, Letter <laughs> sure, Kenny. Sure. Yep. Yeah, there's lots of things he could do. He just is not interested in anything but hockey, though. No. And no. thank God. And it's funny, like, it, it, even just, like, being like, what's a song you like to work out to? He's just like, I don't know, whatever's on. Like, okay. Yeah, I was cool. talking to Greg, <laughs> uh, and I said, what are the odds that Connor Bedard knows the two songs the Hawks take the ice to? Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. 
or Four Horsemen by Metallica. I, there's no way he knows Dire Straits. Bef- before getting here, probably Do you think zero you tell, if you said what song is this or what band is this to the Four Horsemen, he would know? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So Luke Richardson probably told him that what that song is because <laughs> if because as we learned last year, if if there's anything Luke Richardson would be other than a, a hockey man, uh, it would be a rock star. And I believe he said his favorite band was Metallica. So you right. would know. Fair enough. Uh, Cricket says the boys had the Farrah Fawcett poster back in the day. I know that, that one. That one I do know of. I've, I've heard of that one. That's a very famous one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one had uh, it was it was cold wherever they had that picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a. They must have been in the North Pole or something. Yeah, definitely. Never mind. Okay, we want to tell you about our friends at ComEd. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yes, the electric grid is ever evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or you're like me and have a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help you and others like you to make the changes that make sense. Mario, yes. as a business owner with a fleet of shipping trucks, as I am, what would you tell other business owners like you to do? Well, I would say to go to ComEd.com slash clean so that they all can learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. I don't want to look at the chat. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Is that comed.com slash clean? Comed.com slash clean. Yes. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. I'm just very impressed by Cricket's uh, chat artwork. Very uh, artistic. Referencing the Farrah Fawcett poster. Thank you very much, Cricket. <laughs> um, very well illustrated. Uh, 10 out of 10. Would like again. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, oh, I, I really think that's a fun. That's a a fun uh, mid July show, mid August show. Where we're like, all right, we got to redesign the bedroom and counter. Oh Square. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now that he's nineteen. Oh, that would be a. F- we, we could do it. Could you like edit it as we go? <laughs> I, I could like, just do a yeah. live live edit show. Oh. Do like my first razor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a can uh, of Barbasol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so much we could do. Oh, that's great. The possibilities are endless. Yes. Well, that was a lot of fun. It and, was. Uh, I cannot wait. Fun and losses. Cannot wait for more post games like this where we have, you know, Bedard magic to talk about, and we can praise a goaltending performance. We can celebrate a win. Like, man, I just I cannot wait till we get to this point. Just look at the difference between the fun post games and the losing post games. And look, yeah. we've got our regulars who are with us every night, but. We saw a bunch of new faces tonight, a ton more uh, likes, a ton more views. Oh. Like winning is good for all of us. Winning fun is fun. Is good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard is good for all of us. Yes, yes, he and, is. And uh, when you go back and watch our reaction to winning that draft lottery, this know is why. that probably about seventy-five percent of that, for at least me, was hell yes. We have something amazing to talk to with these people about for the next ten years plus. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's. We, that reaction was, was all of that pent up, you know, just angst and hope and desire for something 
like this in Chicago where, you know, you, you have a, a, a guy that could be part of that, you know, resurgence to where, you know, I was talking about it with, um, with Ryan of our, of our Cubs group today, mm-hmm. earlier, earlier uh, today, me and Greg were, were talking with them and, you know, just talking about how the Blackhawks of that modern dynasty era were revered in the city. And, and yeah, Chicago 24, seven, 365 is a bears town, yep. but that period of time going to Hawks games, having a taser, a cane Jersey, like that was the thing to do in Chicago and and they were they were the team that was the most fun. So to get a guy like Bedard that can be the starting point to get back to that to that spot in this in this city, a, a city that wants to love the Blackhawks, he's given a, he's given everybody a reason to, to to get to that point again. And I can't wait for him to 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 get more help. So more games like this are the norm where he's doing amazing things. And we're talking about wins, and we're having fun, and yeah, I just I, I can't wait. Michael brings up a good point, uh, saying, "I'm guessing y'all saw the girl crying in the stands after Bedard won yes. the game. Yeah. yeah, there was a girl probably somewhere between a young, 15 younger, and 20 younger fan. Yeah, that was just as if she had first seen the Beatles. You know, like you saw those women on TV like screaming yeah. and crying. She was sobbing from the emotion of Connor Bedard winning that game in overtime and." I don't want to assume things, but I would think that if it had been Nick Foligno or Colin Blackwell winning Might the game, it wouldn't yeah. have had the same emotional impact on this young fan that it did yeah. seeing Connor Bedard do it. It's amazing. And like I know that these losses that are happening this year and continue to happen, they can weigh on you and they can, you know, it can take it out of you night after night after night. Mm-hmm. Look, like we're guilty of it too. Yeah. But just know it's like Chris Peters said, Connor Bedard is a shortcut. And he's yeah. here. And now it's just a matter of filling in around him. You've got a decent start with Vlasic. You like what you've seen from Korchinski. Yep. There's, a, 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 you know, Frank Nazar's looked really good for USA. Oliver Moore. There's mm-hmm. so many pieces on the way. And we don't know how good they're all going to be, of course. But you've got nothing but money. Yep. You've got nothing but time. And you've already got the franchise player that you need to be a great cup-winning franchise. So mm-hmm. now it's just a matter of filling in around him. And let's hope... Kyle Davis can get that done because, uh, boy, it would just be another era of Hawks dominance in this town would really be It'd fantastic. It would be something. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We've got two more Super two Chats super before chats, we do, yeah. though. Cricket says, evil Bills smells like bacon. You won't get this, but he will. All right, okay. thanks for the $5, Cricket. And Windy City Hockey again says, Adam Guyon's pads are the best-looking equipment. They are pretty slick. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're pretty the slick. They're World like, Juniors is good for goalie equipment, though. Yeah. I mean, the the, the kids uh, get to go all out for basically two weeks of their of their uh, their young careers. And it, for, for a lot of them, it's the biggest stage uh, that they'll ever play on, especially for, you know, some of those uh, smaller hockey countries. Yeah. Um, you know, like like the Latvias and and the Norways and stuff. Like that's your opportunity to be on that big stage, and and they get to have some uh, have some fun and, and have an experience that is, uh, you know, really special to them. And I think that's part of what makes World Junior so fun is that yeah. like you get these like look Finland, they're zero two to start. No one expected that to happen. Germany, look how 
happy the Ger- yeah. first time the Germans have ever beat Finland. Yeah, Owen, and they were Owen it was as if they had won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Owen twenty five or twenty six in the tournament previously. Um, e- even today at the at morning skate, you know, Lucas uh, Chris Foster's and, and Lucas Reichel were talking about it, and, and you know, I, I think that Lucas probably hadn't seen the game because it happened while. You know, they were probably getting ready for practice and everything, but he, he was just like, he was just like, whoa, like really, like you know, he he got excited about it. Like he's been at that stage before, so yeah, it's I love that tournament. There was a German player in the penalty box as the game was expiring. He was jumping up and down, excited, <laughs> and he turned around and high fived the penalty box uh, <laughs> attendant as, on his way out to celebrate. It was so oh, that's cool. Good. And uh, people talk about it too, like Germany knows they're not going to win. But being there, like, there's a lot of people saying, like, maybe they should switch it to four teams or whatever. Uh, no. Let these smaller teams play, uh, and if they get a win, it means the world to them. And it grows the sport in other countries. Like, just look what Peter Forsberg's goal did for Swedish hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, these little moments mean a ton. Like, that German win over Finland is going to get German kids now playing hockey. Yeah. And it's all have, good for the it, game. It has an impact. And, and look at, you know, a, a perfect example is a country like Slovakia. Like, they've they've – you know they're a very they're a small country, but very dedicated in, in hockey. I and mean, we've seen some greats come out of Slovakia, Hosa. like Marian Hosa, and the work that th- those guys did to now have a team where you have you have a team like Slovakia that is like a dark horse to medal, like could surprise a lot of people. They're two and zero to start their tournament, and they play uh, Norway next, and then they have USA on New the New Year's Eve morning. That could be a that could be a game that determines a group winner, yeah. determines a top seed in the in the in the you know in the elimination round. Like for Slovakia to be in a, in a at a point like that in this tournament, they're not there. If you're just saying, oh, it's the it's it's the Five Nations tournament, you know, like yeah, agree. like you got you got to let those countries have that opportunity to to grow and and to have that those generations kind of cycle through, and you see the growth of the game, and it's it's. Hey, if the NHL is going to expand to more cities, you're going to need more NHL caliber players, and they're going to they're going to come yeah. from from all over the world. Yeah. So we'll get to that another day. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's good for the game. For By sure. the way, I know we're a couple days into it, but if you're looking for a good World Juniors preview, Mario talked to our friend Chris Peters last week. Yep. It is a, both a podcast and a YouTube video, so go back and check that out before we uh, leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sir haven't worn your helmet. I haven't worn my helmet. Yeah. I was you, very brave. You today. bravely picked Connor Bedard, and he bravely gave you two goals. So that's very nice I'm of him. Getting back, I'm catching back up. Yeah, so I'm the Hoosier Hawk winner. We're almost all in the double digits. Oh my god, these messes with my glasses! I gotta wear contacts on the days I pick Bedard. <laughs> yeah, I wore contacts once, and then someone in the chat's like, "Jay, you look weird." I'm like, "Well, can't wear those ever again." Well, that's, that's in my head for the rest of my yep. life. Thanks, pal. <laughs> yeah, that'll make you subconscious. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap the show up now because guess what? I can't see. <laughs> we are powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. If you haven't yet, please smash that like button for us on YouTube. If you're listening in the podcast, we love you and we thank you. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure you are subscribed mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. We'd appreciate that all very the much. Places. We're back Thursday at 2.30 tomorrow with all sorts of hockey goodness on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 